All right. So, and I'm free to ad lib, right? Absolutely. And, uh, I'm yeah, actually- compliance shuts it down. Then yeah. Welcome back to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about some of the issues and questions relating to finances that face our clients every day. This week, we try to peer into the future a bit and provide an outlook on what we see going on in 2020. We're finishing out the first decade of the 2000s, and as we move on to 2020, it's difficult to see exactly where we are headed. And so I'm joined this week by Nick Redmond, a certified financial planner and advisor at Ford Financial Group, Steve Jolly, an accredited investment fiduciary and advisor at Ford Financial Group, and Don Collins, a chartered financial consultant and advisor here at Ford Financial Group. And the four of us are talking about the outlook for 2020, talking about the economic outlook, an outlook for stocks, bonds perhaps, uh, and kind of generally what we see in the next 12 months ahead. I've always said that we're investors here, not traders. And so we're trying to peer out a little bit more than just the short term to see what might be in store. Now, of course, if we could tell the future, all of this would be much easier for everybody, and we can't, of course. So I'll leave you with that caveat, which I'm sure you understand, but we can at least try and piece some of the puzzle pieces together to figure out maybe what kind of direction we're pointed in as we head into 2020. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Stay tuned, and we'll dig right into our discussion about our 2020 outlook. Okay, so we're talking today about an outlook for 2020. We don't do a really, we don't do any kind of um, market update podcasts or haven't done any market update podcasts just yet. I, we may in the future, but uh, it's hard because we want this to help. We want this to be a longevity, pod. have shelf life, have some stuff. shelf life, ha- help clients in financial planning ways, not just the investment stuff. Um, when you get down to the end of the year, it, it really kind of does come down to some predictions that I think our clients expect to hear, wanting to know, understand that we don't have a crystal ball, but still wanting to know what kinds of things might we expect mm-hmm. out of next year. And Which so, is, in a way, when you think about it, it's kind of arbitrary because we're just, it's a calendar, right? And so we're, as humans, we change the calendar, but the market doesn't know if it's December 31st or January 1st. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the, one of the ways I sometimes talk with clients about that is um, that stretch of the, hmm, I don't know, second half, second, last third of 2015 into 2016. So 2015, the calendar year looked bad because it was negative return for the S and P 2016 looked good because it was positive return for the S and P, but really over about 10 months, straddling from the back end of 2015 to early 2016, it was a rough ride. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's a great point that this doesn't follow calendar years, but it's we have to at some point kind of compartmentalize this a little bit. So um, LPL Research has done that as well. They've come out here recently with their 2020 outlook. So I think the best use of all of our time today is maybe by going through some of this and chatting a little bit about it. Um, you know, we... We certainly value what LPL Research is bringing to the table and the effort they put into this. We don't necessarily agree with them all of the time, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's a really good place to start. So um, the theme for LPL's kind of outlook, the marketing theme, if you will, is uh, 2020 
or, you know, there's glasses and eyesight because we're headed into the year 2020. Um, it's kind of funny. It starts out of focus too. And then, you know, there's no doubt. <laughs> in yeah, we definitely yeah. need to go to an eye doctor to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on here. Um, so I, what we can do is we can start with, um, um, the economy. I think that's really where it begins. You know, some people talk about what's the market going to do, but really that's, that is not secondary, but I think it really all starts with the fundamentals of how is the, how is the economy doing, how people think the economy is doing really dictates how yeah. investors feel about things. A lot about perception versus exactly. reality sometimes. Exactly. So um, LPL says that they expect the U.S. economy to grow in 2020 and support gains for stocks, although they are increasingly mindful of our position in the business cycle. And at some point in the future, this record-long expansion will come to a close, leaving investors wondering what's next. And they say specifically, and I underline this in here, uncertainty in the markets is here to stay. Um, do you think that, are you expecting a bumpy ride next year in markets kind of generally or? I think the closer we get to the election, we're going to see the market bounce around a lot more than normal. Although, you know, we're, we're so far into this expansion that there's a lot of things out there that could make the market jump around next year. Sure. Yeah, it's you know, jittery. When they I think we need to say the only thing we can say with certainty is that there will be uncertainty right. in the market. Well, yeah. you know, we're coming <laughs> off of it was a really smooth ride in 2017. Right. And with a couple blips here and there this year, it's been a pretty smooth ride in 2019 as well. We also don't want to forget in 2018 in December, you know, a lot of us weren't paying attention because I think it happened on Christmas Eve, basically. But yeah, market dropped 19.9%. Right. Over which uh, 20% is considered a bear market or whatever, the, a correction of right. some sort. And, um, you know, we came within a tenth of a basis point. Yeah, I've heard even heard some people argue that that actually, even though they're counting this as a 10-year bull run, we've actually had a correction in there. And and, and we've seen some certain sectors have been taken out and, you know, to the woodshed. Um, so the market itself has maintained its level Why chips or, you know, um, consumer staples or you name the category every once in a while, they've gone through, sometimes they go through their own sector bear market. Right. Manufacturing Why, would be one, correct. for example, right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, the way they... Um, the way LPLs describe this in their outlook is that the U.S. economy has slowed from its 2018 pace, but it's still growing, and they believe it's going to continue growing through 2020, albeit at a slower rate than their 2019 uh, growth expectations. And really, as they cite like the 2017 tax cuts, they, really what they're saying is that the, the, the tailwinds that we've enjoyed over the last couple of years are over. And I'm glad you brought up, um, Brian, the tax cut, because one of the things that I've been reading about or digesting, you know, we have have had a recovery from 08, 09, of right. course, like we just talked about, it's been going on for some 10 years. We And, and it's been subnormal recovery, like 2% growth instead of 4 to 6. Right. And except for when we did have the tax cuts, and it was significant primarily to corporations because they dropped the tax rate from 35% to 20. Right. And I think we saw you know, a blip in earnings that did spike up to four or 5% type growth. Right. And then it's like a sugar high, you know, you eat too much cotton candy and you start to come off of that. And I think that got people concerned that, Hey, are we rolling over? Right. Well, we, we might've been rolling over from an artificially high 
non-sustainable. And I guess the $64 million question is, are we rolling over from that sugar high back to 2% nominal growth? Or are we truly going into recession, which by the way, a recession means two quarters negative, of back-to-back negative growth. Right. Well, LPL specifically in their outlook is saying that they're forecasting um, uh, 1.75% US GDP growth in in uh, 2020, which is slow growth, but still growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's more of the that, same, right? Yeah, you know, it's always that question. There, there, there's the glass half full and there's a glass half empty kind of economic arguments here. One is to say, like you were saying, the glass half full, things slow down, then they speed up, and then they slow down again, and then they speed up again. Mm-hmm. Or do things slow? Glass half empty. Do things slow down before they stop? Before they go backwards? I right now, by all, we don't have a crystal ball, of course. But all we can do is look at what data we have, which is suggesting that simply all we know at this point is that we're are slowing down, but still moving forward. Right. Um, and so I think that's a pretty good sign as we look to the economy to give us some indication or the economic projections to give us some indication of what we think markets are going to do. And as you yeah. as you mentioned, the glass half full, glass half empty. I mean, literally day to day, sometimes I vacillate from the time I get up to go get a cup of coffee and come back. Right. And so the glass half full is, hey, we've been doing this without the help of Japan, Europe, China. And if they come on board, you know, we might see sustained worldwide growth, um, which would be fantastic for the our economy. Right. Now, the other side is like the drowning, ma- the drowning man syndrome where – Will they eventually keep struggling and then bring us down with them? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's an open question. And I think we all say, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. There's no way to tell. And, and the only way you can be sure of anything is by developing a plan and sticking with it. Right. Which is what we're trying to do. And none of us here are claiming to be economists. We're just kind of reviewing um, the research of some other people that have been done and how it might incorporate into people's financial plans and their portfolios that we're helping them put together. Um answer questions that I think all of our clients are asking. Of course. A little bit anyway. Of course. And I, th- I would expect next year, and we'll get into it a little bit, but I would expect next year we're going to get some political questions as well if we're not getting them already, right? <laughs> right, right. With an election coming up and impeachment and passing bills and things like that. Um, so the LPL has said in their in this outlook that they believe economic factors currently benefiting consumers and businesses, which is full employment, moderate wage growth, and low interest rates are going to help sustain healthy but manageable inflation going forward. This is getting into the inflation stuff. Um, and that one of the, the U.S. labor market's been really strong despite signs of weakness in other pockets of the economy. So we're talking about, you know, recessions in certain areas. We certainly aren't seeing any sort of slowdown in jobs and job growth, especially, which is interesting because you get late in a cycle like this, you've got full employment or nearly full employment. You wouldn't see kind of job growth like we've seen here recently, right? I mean, yeah, you would expect for everybody to, who wants a job to have a job. So you're not well, going to right. One thing we saw, too, that a lot of people left the job market. I think the unemployment rate doesn't measure people who aren't actively looking for jobs. It right, it doesn't. So some of that might be that I think it was the number might have been 325,000 at the last print of new jobs created. And some of that is not folks who were counted as unemployed, Before. but who came back. Right. We've even seen that unemployment, the our unemployment rate rate tick a little bit higher. And that's because you have new people looking. People it's looking. not because mm-hmm. people have lost jobs. Um, so the unemployment rate stood at 3.6% in October, which is a new cycle, a near, uh, which is near a cycle low. And in, initial jobless claims continue to be subdued. Uh, according to LPL, wage growth slowed in the third quarter too, hinting that inflationary pressure, pressures 
uh, could be showing signs of moderating. So you have this like really healthy job market inflation, which is something that we want. A little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Inflation is subdued. And that's kind of, these are the kinds of ingredients that allow for an economy to either be healthy or stay healthy or avoid recession, right? I mean, this is more kind of logs on the fire suggesting that maybe 2020 isn't the year where we face recession like some other people had, had worried about. Um, Nick, are you hearing a lot of recession worry from your clients? No, no. Everyone uh, seems to be happy where they are, wh- what they're seeing. I talked to a client this morning who, in fact, yeah, kind of stated the same thing, that he's not really seeing anything. And he's he was out of the labor market for a while, just like we were talking, and, and, and now he's back into it and, and making good money and, and finding a new job that suits him. And, and he's perfectly happy with it and that's and a really that a lot yeah yeah that's a really good kind of a, a real good personal example yeah, yeah. of what we're seeing in some of the data um lpl has said that the the u.s economy rela- remains on solid they're predicting here that the u.s economy remains on solid footing as 2020 approaches and we continue to see low likelihood of recession in the coming year which is good to, which is exactly what we're talking about here but they finished this recession watch section off by saying we would still expect a low, probabil- low probability of recession starting any earlier than the fourth quarter of 2020 or first quarter of 2021. So <laughs> we don't think there's a recession this yeah. year, but there could be a recession at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I feel like the next recession has been coming in 18 months for the past four and a half years. Kind of like yeah. the trade deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it's it's interesting because some of the uh, the trade deal stuff they mention in here, but we've gotten some developments even today on that. But I, I think maybe just generally, it we it this just leaves us in the same place maybe that we began even with this podcast, which is a recession here is unlikely, but not impossible. You know, it's funny that um, we came into this year, you know, we must remember the argument was with the Federal Reserve. And all eyes have been on the Federal Reserve and right. what they're doing with interest rates. And the question was, gosh, is it going to be three or four? And at the time, it was, is it going to be three or four increases in interest rates? And now we're having the debate of, is it going to be three or four decreases? Right. So even the people that are in uh, in charge, yeah, <laughs> you know, that set interest rates don't know where interest well, rates you know, are going to go. It's they been, don't know where the economy is going. Right. It's been so much of this. What's the Fed going to do? What's the Fed going to do? And people are predicting. And I think the real answer is the Fed doesn't know mm-hmm. quarter to quarter necessarily what they're going to do or meeting from meeting to meeting what they're going to necessarily do. I mean, nobody expected the rate cuts here in December and we didn't get any. Um, but who knows what's in store? Um, LPL. And, and in reality, a 3%, 4% mortgage is a bargain you know, historically compared to seven, eight percent. So is is it gonna be is your mortgage gonna be three, four, five? Well and you you have to wonder what kind of ammunition the Fed still has, right? Because if they drop rates another quarter percent, don't you hit the rate don't you hit some diminishing returns here? Was like is that really gonna help us? It's like pushing a string after a while. Yeah. And so they might as well just keep saying, no, we're, we're fine where we are. We've done enough. And I think they're probably right to say that because they drop rates three times. The economy's doing fine. We have a little bit of inflation, a little bit of wage growth. They're not having to fight inflation with higher rates. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think a point that LPL has made in their, in their outlook for 2020 is that the central banks have played a huge role up until now, and they'll likely continue to play an oversized role, not just here in the U S but, uh, the ECB. Yeah, exactly. Worldwide. Um, 
They say here, over the past several years, a combination of monetary and fiscal initiatives has supported growth in economic output and corporate profits. More importantly, the tailwinds of taxes, deregulation, as we mentioned, taxes and deregulation and additional government spending programs have been offset by headwinds from global trade and uncertainty. So that's a little bit of why we're getting some of these stimulative policy approaches is because we're worried about what's going on with trade. Now, as we record this, They've announced that China and the U.S. have struck that phase one trade deal with only a couple of days to go before those increased tariffs have come in. So that might come into play here as well. I mean, the market's kind of been pricing this in at the very least, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Daily in on in one day. On, <laughs> uh, off the other. Right. It depends who's tweeting what on any given day, I suppose. I think, you know, bringing it back to how our to our to our clients and to investing too, when we talk about inflation and what's rate, what are rates going to do this or that? Um where that's really affecting folks are savers. Sure. You know, the, the interest rates on risk-free investing, um, let's call inflation, call it, you know, depending on where you're talking, but call it 2%, 3%, 2.5%. And you go to, you know, to the local bank or, or, or purchase a CD, um, you know, you're looking at rates at around one and a half to possibly one and three quarters, you right. know, and which is below the inflation rate. So like I like to say it's the safest way I know to lose money is to park your money in a savings account and inflate. You can't, you know, the gallon of milk you can afford today, you'll have a quart. Right. You well, know, and 10 you, years from You now. and I were talking about this just yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. That where you, when it comes to investing, point A, where you begin, the starting line is I need the purchasing power of all of my dollars to remain the same going forward, mm-hmm. right? You need to, at a at base minimum, keep up with inflation. Keep up with inflation, keep up with taxes. Right. And then from there, you know, depending on what your situation is, you, you do different things to add growth or protection or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, it's it's important to at, at least not let the cash sit on the sidelines because mm-hmm. that's the part that's just – it doesn't make any sense or more cash than you need kind of in the next few months at the very least. Um, and you know, the, the instinct will be, or the, the urge will be as we hit, as we head towards the election, like we've already talked about, you know, people get nervous. And I think that's the, the importance of having a longer term plan rather than a plan that, you know, is focusing on November 2nd or 4th or whatever. The oh, absolutely. The well, comes on. things change quickly. So this, this came out, I think this this LPL research project came out December 3rd, and we're recording this on December 12th. One of the things that they say is that companies have stepped back from ex- expansion plans, lowering demands for goods, and cutting manufacturing output out of nervousness on um, trade and, and kind of this geopolitical stuff that's going on. Since then, we've had a phase one trade deal that was just passed today, or that was just agreed to today. And then we had the, the NAFTA 2.0, the USMCA agreement, uh, pass the House. You know, some things are going on that weren't even considered here that are would suggest maybe that this could this could help propel us a little bit further uh, longer. Yeah, they're they're positive developments just since this went into print and things are pretty fluid. right Yeah, now. absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, we keep coming back to that. You know, it's hard to say the, the the pieces kind of come together that suggest that we're still on decent footing economically, which should suggest still some growth next year at least in equities. Um, it's hard to say with bonds what's going on when you have you know, record negative rates across the globe and how that's <laughs> going to affect us and whether the dollar stays strong and those kinds of things. Um, but let's get let's get to markets. I will say, um, before we go on too long, so 
LPL's estimate, their fair S&P 500 fair value estimate for 2019 was 3000. Of course, we're past that as the market closed today. Um, and their 2020 LPL estimate is um, anywhere from 3250 to 3300 on the S&P, which is not a whole lot further from where we are today, mm-hmm. suggesting that LPL thinks while we'll still get some growth in equities, we may not get a lot of growth, which maybe isn't a surprise. I don't know. You get low or modest single digit growth after coming off of a year like we've had this year where, we, yeah. you know, we're doing about 20, 25 percent exactly. so far this year in, in equities. And, and yeah, to, to take a pause for a bit certainly wouldn't be surprising. I don't think to any of us. Yeah. No. Right. No. I, I mean, you, the only time you're going to get back to back like 20 percent returns is if you're coming out of some hellacious recession beforehand. Right. Mm-hmm. You would think so. Or unless I, all these geopolitical concerns somehow. Get yeah. 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 Maybe we ramp back up. And, and I mean, it certainly feels like if they're projecting growth, they're projecting really low growth. And, and so and they don't they don't have a crystal ball here mm-hmm. any more than we do. So this is a projection. It's just you can kind of feel from the tone of this piece that there's this expectation of economic growth and and growth in equities, but modest at best. You know, one point seven GDP is nothing to get excited about. You know, another hundred points. in the S&P. One thing that encourages me. To- some you know when I'm feeling optimistic this hour um, is that we I just don't sense that euphoria right money flow money has been coming out of equities near this all time high That's and growing into bonds and usually bull markets end in euphoria right and we I don't think we're in euphoria I think everybody's scared to death right. about what's going to happen or it's that old saying, what market- tweet is going to come next right. or <laughs> it's what, what it's, headline and it's or- like they said here uncertainty is here to say but uh, market, markets climb a wall of worry mm-hmm. right and so if if everybody's pessimistic that maybe is a good sign for all of us for uh, this yeah. next year I think that's also a important point for dividends and you know income in a portfolio because let's say the markets do take a pause and uh you know, we do have uh, heaven forbid single digit growth, which yeah. is not it's something not to world, you yeah. know brush off. But you know, if you could capture you know two to four percent in some form of a dividend from sure. some of your equities, you know that gives you a head start. Right. So I think it's important to look at your overall portfolio and, and make sure that you're positioned for growth. Sure. Uh, sideways markets and you know. They yeah. come, you and know, position, for downward market and position, not just for markets, but where, for where you are, for where you life, are, right? right? Are you tapping into right. this money? Do you mm-hmm. have another 20 years to go? If you have another 20 years to go, who cares what the market does next year or even in the next five years, you're going to be, you piling, hope it goes down. Right? Yeah. You're going to yeah. be piling that money into your 401k. You're going to be not touching it until you're 59 and a half at the very least. Right. Mm-hmm. So younger investors, this shouldn't even be registering on your radar. Yeah, just save. That's that's all you have that's to right. do. Just buy. That's the answer. That's the answer. Well, good. Well, we've been going for about 20 minutes. We'll leave it right there. We'll leave some time for some disclosures. Thanks, everybody. This is the first time we've done four people on the podcast together. So we're um, edging into new territory from a podcast perspective. Dueling voices. That's right. That's right. All right, cool. We'll leave it right there. Thanks. And there you go. Uh, thank you to Steve Jolly, Don Collins, and Nick Redmond all for helping contribute to this podcast. Um, I think you can 
kind of glean the ideas that we have for 2020 and that it's probably going to be a decent year, but um, not without some challenges in front of us. Um, I hope you like the new music for 2020 on our podcast. Uh, I encourage you to keep listening and and subscribe and check us out on the website, www.forwardfg.com. If you have questions for us, you can reach us at info at forwardfg.com, find us on our website, or you can also call us at 559-449-8690. We're looking forward to doing more of these in the next year. Lots of new uh, items and financial planning news to cover uh, starting in January, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and we'll leave some time for some disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 